1: Black and Gold Hockey Podcast is powered by BetOnline.ag and in partnership with Black and Gold Production Sports Media Company. This is Season 6, Episode 259, and we kindly ask that you please subscribe to our weekly Bruins Hockey Talk on all worldwide audio podcast platforms and video content on our related Black and Gold Hockey Podcast YouTube channel. I'm your host, Mark Allred. That is Heather Ingerson. Happy New Year, Boston Bruins fans. This is Happy the first episode of 2022. And uh, I'm excited to be back. We're excited to talk about hockey. It's, you know, the uh, the the two week time frame, the six games that were postponed has finally brought us to uh, a game. And uh, we played the Buffalo Sabres yesterday. I know we're going to talk about it. But, Heather, uh, I just want to chime in a little bit and see how your new year was with the family and uh, and how was your week?
0: uh well i had a very exciting week my son had his first hockey tournament the little one did uh some of the mites one and twos went down to plymouth uh well we stayed in plymouth but we had were are down at the bog in their little tournament i mean it was their first tournament out so sometimes that's how it goes it was fun seeing them play some of the south shore teams because we never get to see them but um you would have been proud my kid buried the most beautiful goal in game three uh they finally they only got one win, but they had lots of fun. They terrorized the hotel. They didn't seem to know. We're like, sorry, sorry. They're like, <laughs> it's fine. Like, they're just, you know, you see the kids go. But as everyone knows, it's always fun, the team bonding part. They'll never remember what the scores were of the game, but they will sure remember their pool parties that they had every day down in there. But it was good. Again, sorry, uh, Friday. Well, Mark wanted us to get out here earlier to our... Listeners and fellow Bruins family, now the action's back on. But Ingo was sidelined, uh, could not function on Friday with an illness. So thank you for being flexible. But we're going to get it done now and uh, talk about the goodness because this real hockey back the Bruins. I mean, Absolutely. I know the other, I know other teams started playing before us, but we finally yep. got some actual hockey yesterday. Absolutely.
1: But before we do that, let's hear from the show sponsor BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag has recovered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues, it's March through the College Bowl season and pro football playoffs. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just enter our promo code CLNS50. That's s 50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag has the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all these new amazing offers available betonline.ag where the game starts all right we just heard myself me talk about betonline.ag it's 2022 folks so if you want to place a wager and if you're into that and you do it safely don't go out crazy don't like bet the farm on it and have your family and and kids and wife and all that good stuff homeless and so on do it safely (laughs) do it responsibly I know that was terrible, but, uh, that's
0: a good suggestion though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, some, some people take control. Yeah.
1: Some people take it way too far, but you know, I just gotta, you know, there's, there's plenty of folks to talk to. If you do have a problem, obviously reach out to those Mm -hmm. folks, but if you don't and you kind of do it casually and like to have a little bit fun, betonline.ag is the place to go. And don't forget that code clns 50 folks. It really helps this podcast out, but, um, we're back for some hockey talk. Well, let's, let's go.
0: Let's do it. Um but before we do, I just want to say how was your New Year's?
1: Uh good. Um my my regular 40-hour job, they gave us um uh Friday off. So nice. um yeah, so and I have Monday and they gave us Monday off too. So which was weird because they don't normally give anybody time off. But it was good. I mean just being basically sitting back, relaxing, getting some stuff done at B&G, hanging out with the Courtney, we've been <laughs> hitting the seltzers pretty hard this weekend I, last night i i got pretty crippled so <laughs> uh that's really why yeah you know what shout out to um to got kevin o'keefe from the beehive hockey podcast and nick Gendro from the um the third line grinders they the those two gentlemen joined me yesterday for the whole game of the buffalo uh game on a live stream just sitting there i was i was having some cocktails. And we just sat there and had a really good hockey talk. And it was just no agenda, nothing. We just sit there and just talk, 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 and and watch the game together. And it was awesome. We'll talk about it later anyway. But no, I had fun. And I'm continuing to have a blast. So I'm just happy to be here uh, talking with you and and actually at least talking about something Bruins related, like a game and not, you know, sickness this, sickness that, protocols, 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 you know, it's just, it's crazy, but. You know the drill, Heather. Where are we going?
0: I heard I'm sorry. Uh you know how on the last podcast I had a little dilemma of like not wanting to say the the yes. word the dreaded word and I, know, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts out there and they use the word panoramic instead of like <laughs> they kept saying pandemic panoramic that's, like that's the safety word me. yeah and i was like that's so cute like i'm maybe i'll use panoramic so um if i do do that um i ripped it off from the girls from orbit i'm just saying <laughs> like you know okay um yes but that's the, that's the big news right that's the biggest news thing still you know we've the boys are finally getting started again i know other teams have played but not our team until yesterday but uh everyone's off the covid list oh shoot i did it already the pandemic list right. except for that's way my way. one time youtube i'll let, let it go um <laughs> except for Carlson Coleman, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, everyone came in. Uh, Charlie Coyle, when they got back to practice on the 26th, after when everyone could get back to their facilities and test in, he did get put on the list, but he was back out before the game uh, this weekend, which is good. That means for the first time in a very long time, what is probably our starting lineup is all together uh, on the ice again, which is thing. I know we got into a little Twitter Tat the when I was at the hotel the other day whatever but I I'm still not convinced this team is making the playoffs unless major things change on this team that being said we're gonna talk about yesterday real hockey overtime win Charlie Coyle doing Charlie Coyle things and the Bruins beat Buffalo their first game back which. I know we always get nervous when they have huge layoffs. You never know what you're going to get with this team, but the boys are back and healthy. Was it a perfect game? No, but it was really nice to see the Bruins, Mark. How happy were you when they started um, coming out? I just I just want to. Like, like,
1: like we talked about with, with Kevin O'Keefe and Nick Gendron um, when they were on the live stream, it, basically the first period for me was like a pass. It's like, okay, this is something you guys just got to stretch your legs. It's been two weeks, six games. You haven't seen the ice together besides practicing and so on, but real time game action. The first period for me was a pass. Um, and, uh, and the, it, to me, basically the rest of the game was just, it, it really paced itself pretty good. And I know Buffalo's just a little lower in the standings. No, I'm sorry. Buffalo's no, it's Detroit. I'm sorry. I keep thinking uh, backwards. Um, Buffalo's a little lower in the standings than, than the Bruins right now, but it, it was one of those games that I went into thinking number one the time off is always an issue for me. It's it's a very trendy thing for the Bruins to put put up a piss-poor effort after a long period of time without playing games. Um, and the other thing is, is it's the Buffalo Sabres and they tend to always play down to uh, their team's uh, level, down in the lower standings, if you uh, follow me. Um, but they came out and got the two points, which was huge. And, and you know, you did what you had to do. Um, but this is the game that really starts now everything starts now because the games are going to be more compressed we'll talk about the schedule later on i'm sure but um this is a confidence booster for me this was a good game even if they lost i you know i'd i still be kind of shitty about it but it would be like okay now we we're getting our leg stretched we're getting used to the games again and we're finally back so now we can just work on chemistry and so on and and what a lineup what a yeah, lineup!
0: Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Okay, uh, that was kind of well, I mean, it's like all looped into this, but uh, just to give credit where credit's due, uh, Craig Smith got on the board in the first, uh, from Marshan and McAvoy. We'll talk about the new line, the new lineup. Like, oh my god, Bruce Castle, uh, yeah, beautiful, uh, Grindy third- goal from,
1: from uh, Craig Smith, and that's something you want to see more from him. This team, what I noticed yesterday, Heather, was. How aggressive they got to the net. And I understand that the the Buffalo defense isn't really big and, you know, bolsterous and so on. And they might be a little easier to get to the net, but it doesn't matter if you're big or small or whatever. That's the style of hockey you need to keep doing against no matter what size team. It's just that's got to happen with consistency. And we saw it with Smith, we saw it with Felino, you know, and, and we saw it with Debrusque. Wham! Damn, yeah. Debrusque was amazing yesterday.
2: He, he played game,
1: yeah. so, so good. I mean, he was moving his legs. He was com- he was competing hard. The way he was getting to the net was was amazing. We need more Debrusque like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it was the it was why we
0: we know and love Debrusque and other people are and when <sighs> we defend Jake DeBrusque. when he I understand that the whole argument is he doesn't do it consistently enough. But right. when he does it, man, he is just he's got it there man he's got it there and i just love to see when he does even though we know we're all going to part ways soon enough i want him to part ways the strongest he can be to go on to whatever comes after this but also he does still lay that's how you still lay it on the line for your teammates even though given the circumstances in which we know you know negotiations might be but you mentioned it uncle nick gets his goal right from de Another beautiful one. And Taylor Hall scored. Uh, Grizz and McAvoy together yesterday, which makes me happy. But, uh, yeah, Charlie Coyle doing Charlie Coyle things with a wrist shot in overtime. Fucking just because, you know, you never want to go to overtime. But it's like, okay, at least, you know, you're going to get something (laughs) out of maybe, maybe, you know. And, uh, no, he sealed the deal and said, nope. Nope. These are our two points. Make everybody at the garden happy on their first game since December 18th, because they didn't get to start back up on the 27th. Uh, the NHL decided they were going to wait until the 28th to start games back up again. That meant the Bruins. That's why we didn't see them again for another five days. You can only practice so much. Uh, but the the couple of complaints that I do have about yesterday's game, because overall, I think it was a, the first period like, yeah, but like you said, they're getting their legs under them. They got new lines, you know, uh, we'll talk about that in one second. Uh, but they weren't very good in the face off yesterday, which is one of our strengths. They only went about 50 percent on that, which that I'm sure will get better. But that's partly why it was such a tight game. Uh, but Buffalo didn't look too bad yesterday, either themselves for like as much crap as people give Buffalo. Like, I mean, they keep themselves afloat right there. They, their defense, like you said, they're not the biggest, hardest defense you're going to run into, but like they can be a pain in your ass. They really can. They can make sure you don't get your shots or see your lanes. And they did that well enough yesterday. And their little goaltender down there, their little Fina down there, their Pekka, whatever Pekka like, yeah, he's got, like, the longest name ever for a goaltender. Try and get that all on thing. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Um, but he he had a good game yesterday, but I didn't – that and our power play, I was hoping, like, especially when we broke up the first and second line a little bit there, that it would make it that much more special when we were in special teams. Yep. And But, again, it's the first game I'm not. So, hopefully today when we play Detroit that we work on these things a little bit because Detroit's another team who actually, you know – it's weird to say, but we these are the people we're competing with for points and stuff. We aren't at the top of the pack; we're in the medium of the pack, yep. and like especially with Detroit, more so than probably Buffalo. Like, I mean, Detroit keeps just—they're not going away. They're no. They Detroit know what they are.
1: one point ahead of us.
0: Yeah, and they're—they're. They're, I think that they finally figured out how to get the best hockey out of themselves yeah. uh, with what they have, and that is making them become a better team because of it, and you know, maybe Stevie wise magic is starting to take hold there, but, um, you want to talk about, uh, was there anything I think? Oh yeah. All uh, got the win. Obviously he was in net. Uh, it wasn't their best talking, but they stuck it out. But I, like I said, I was like, is Bruce Cassidy a new man? What is this per Bruce Cassidy? This is what the lineup is. I'm yeah, like, so okay, good. That'll last the first five minutes.
1: Yeah. I know. And then they'll start shuffling again, but he um, didn't, I know. So I saved this from yesterday's stream because I thought it was important to um, to show it uh, to the to the viewers. Um, but I did take a, um, a shot of um, of um, what's his name Jack Edwards uh, lineup card that he does before every game that they do and uh, this was the lineup and I kind of I liked it because I wanted to see I thought I saw Hall play second line center earlier in the season, but those guys yesterday on the live stream were telling me that he played second line left wing, and I might've gotten confused a little bit, but I liked the way he looked on the second line center, dropping past and act down. Smith goes up to the, uh, the big line with, uh, Marshan and Bergeron. I thought that was a buzzing line. Um, you know, uh, the Taylor hall, nice to see him get a, get a goal there. Um, hopefully that continues because he was on a bit of a, uh, a, a a streak where he was a goalless streak, but he was still playing decent hockey. Um, and Charlie Coyle, you know, just winning it in overtime. And DeBros, that that line, I I really liked that line of Coyle, DeBros and Felino, and hopefully that sticks together. Also, the fourth line uh, was uh, was contributing too with some grit and, and some hits and so on. So you like to see it. Um, and the defense was, it was shaky. It was shaky. Let's just put it that way. Um, there was a lot of goals that were deflections off of uh like Allmark I mean not Allmark but the players in front which Allmark kind of mismanaged so um it was it was a tough game overall but they got the two points and that's what matters you know
0: mm-hmm. Um yeah I actually like I don't I thought the third line was the best overall line they looked really good together like they had I, I don't know what it is I mean obviously like Coil and DeBrusquev, So like they've all played together a little bit over the season and stuff like that but i mean i don't know like jabrosk looked like he was in his element i actually think he plays best with nick felino this year like he seems like when he's got nick on his line. i don't know what it is maybe it's just that veteran present maybe he gives him a little bit of what like creche used to give him that like veteran kind of big brother kind of presence or whatever um coil i think looks more comfortable because the pre- there's a lot more pressure. It, it seems sounds so stupid, but when you move up one line in the lineup, oh, that's yeah. a lot more pressure that you have on you. Playing with the Bruce and Felino makes Coyle, I think, in a more relaxed position too. Uh, even if it's just for a game or two, that's how it ends up. Uh, he seemed, you know, I don't know. He just seemed more like Charlie Coyle. But again, it, it's all hard to assess, right, because the boys have been sick. We've had injuries or whatever. But yeah. I think people looked comfortable where we were we were at and i kind of like seeing eric hola getting the call i mean again the center is i mean and he has the skill if we're gonna go out and i mean i do like when we sign these kind of utility f- players like a Holla and a fully not necessarily them but those type of players i mean use them for what you got you know what i mean like not bad uh coming out against buffalo and you try it out I was mostly proud though, that yeah, the defense though, we still, we still, I just, we don't have enough on defense and right, that is going to be right. a problem. You know what I mean? It just, it is, but I do like that. Maybe we're finally looking at just maybe leaving Grizz and McAvoy and building and figuring it out underneath them, as opposed to every time it's not working out with McAvoy, just move it. Because I think that throws Grizzlick off too, because he plays a different game if he's playing with Carlo than he does if he's with. McElvoy too, you know, and he's the guy who's the floater just by, you know, standing in the lineup. But yep. I actually like the lineup. I hope that that I mean, I don't see why it would not be the same today. It worked well enough, but who knows with this team, but I'm most proud, though, that Bruce Cassidy didn't panic after that first period and be like, fuck it. We're putting them back where people go, you know, right. That's what, that's what
1: we thought too. In the live stream. It was like, how long is this going to last? He's probably going to see something that he doesn't like, and he's going to mismatch the lines again, but no, let's roll with consistency today, this afternoon. Let's go with the same lineup and and just see what we have here. You know, maybe we can squeak another two points out of it. and Maybe just, it gives Bruce a little more comfort with that lineup. Cause I mean, like I said, I, like we talked about with of going up to the second line, I really like the speed factor of that line, and even on the first line, Smitty up there on the right side, he can be a fast forward. But you bring Pasternak down and you put him with Holler and Hall, the Holler Holla, uh Yeah, never mind. I I, I I tried to I had I had it yesterday on the live stream, but I messed it up today. But um, no, I mean it's it's just two those two lines if you can get them. If you get those two lines to finish more, it's that would be deadly. And then you just add on what what we saw yesterday on the third line with the uh, with Coyle DeBrusque, and DeBruskin, Fellino and the fourth mm-hmm. line doing their thing. I mean, you look at this lineup, and you don't you're not very happy with it. You don't see like Stanley Cup run in it, but you see some complementary pieces that are working together nicely. And let's keep it going. Let's keep it consistent, Bruce. You know, let's get three or four games like it, evaluate after.
0: And if it sucks, make changes. Right. Exactly. Like I, I that's the one thing. Cause you know, that's one of my biggest complaints about Cassidy is like, you got to trust yourself to let it happen. Also, like it just, I mean, this is just any coach. Like sometimes, I mean, you don't want it to get out of control, but if it's not working the way it is. <laughs> It's okay yep. to let it just be a little messy for a couple more days and exactly. you know see what happens because the chemistry you want to happen isn't always the chemistry that does happen. And again, I'm still not, I, I cannot, even if we make the playoffs in our current iteration, depending on, like, unless we play someone real weak in the first round and like everybody's in this tournament kind of thing, we are going to struggle to be out of the first round with this, but yesterday having different lines, it gives me a little hope that we're going to change things a little, you know, because like I said, a couple weeks ago, right? I mean, hell St. Louis was the worst team in the freaking league, punch each other in the face. And want then January couple. came around and bam. January, right? It's January. Oh. So maybe we're a new team. Maybe everyone's going to figure it the fuck out. I don't know, but I was not horrified, which is good, which I always get nervous of after a long layoff like that. Uh, and considering how, we were playing before, uh, again, we're mediocre. We have to live with that. I'm not, that's not what upsets me. I just want to see a little more consistency because we are better than what we've been playing. So hopefully we beat Detroit today on a back-to-back. That'll be a good confidence booster. Also we win every other game. So I'd like to see if maybe we could string a couple games into, uh, at least that was the MO before the, uh, panorama shutdown. there. Uh, (laughs) pause, I should say pause. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. I was excited. We're going to be on to Detroit today. Well, they're already in Detroit. We're here. We're going to watch them on TV. We're not going to Detroit. Although, shout out Detroit. That's where my dad's family was from. We spent many a times in Detroit, Michigan, uh, in my youth, and uh, do love the city. Okay. So that being said, and I'm excited. I hope he just keeps with it. But um, the taxi squads are back back. Because what we've seen is why wait until we have to pause the whole league maybe just let them exist, not just for the purposes of the now defunct Olympic bid for 2022. Um, But Carson Coleman uh, is our only player, I believe, that has been playing up and he's been up there with them for a while, right? Uh, He's in uh, protocol. So Oscar Steen got called back up to the taxi squad and uh, he's been on a little tear down in Providence, right? Yeah,
1: he's got. Um, I think a three or four game point streak where he scored um, four goals, I believe. So he's been. He had uh, a two goal game, and then the last two games he had one apiece, uh, a couple assists in there too. So he's been. He's been really putting the points up since the um, the Providence Bruins returned to action because they were uh, they were missing action in three straight games um, on this road trip um, that pretty much lasted the whole month of of December. Uh, so they are back at home uh today uh, against uh, i'm not sure but they're on at three o'clock i don't <laughs> know who, who they were playing but uh yeah they're, they're back at home today um tough road trip because of the uh the, the pandemic crap that's going on right now and postpones and and you know border crossings and so on so uh the good news is that a lot of this postponements have brought on the league to extend the regular season to april 30th. So it was supposed to be done uh early April, but now with everything that's gotta be made up and so on, there's no cancellations. They want to get all 72 games in or 76 games of the season in. So much like the NHL, they want to get all 82. So uh yeah, Providence looked good and um happy to for them to be back. Jack Nika is also playing well too, which I'm sure he's gonna be up on the taxi squad. I believe he's on a six game point streak now. So
0: Well, we haven't really they haven't said what our Taxi besides we know John Moore was officially put on the taxi squad, right? And we know Friend, but you haven't seen like a list, right? No, I, I, no. I know we can guess who they are, but you haven't seen an actual list yet, right? Friend
1: of the show, Dom Tiano's, um tweeted out the other day that if I think it was Friday, because Friday's game was at three three o'clock in the afternoon, which is kind of awesome. Um, and if the Providence Bruins were over, he estimated that the taxi squad list was gonna be mentioned by then but still there's nothing we've heard about john moore being up but i'm not sure if he's labeled as a taxi squad Uh that's what
0: i saw on cat friendly i'd seen like him to the taxi squad which i was that's right that was like a couple days ago that's what i was like oh good they are gonna actually do the taxi squads which makes sense
1: so as of right now the only two people that are on that list are oscar steen and john moore if i'm if i'm not mistaken so yeah i don't know I thought, I thought something official would be out that there'd be like, okay, here's just six players that are going to be up and with the team. So, but we haven't heard that yet.
0: Yeah. Like you would thought by January 1st, or maybe they're going to do it by the end of this week, just to make sure all the testing coming back after the break and stuff is not, you know, you don't want to create a situation where now you have people rotating in and out of taxi squads. Yeah. passing things back and forth between the two leagues.
1: Yeah, you don't want Eric uh, Russo to be writing an article every 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: He's on the squad. He's off the squad. He's on the squad. I, he's on the squad.
0: Although I do enjoy seeing things from Eric Russo, but not oh, he's, to make he's him fantastic. Work, work triple hard on uh he's the same topic under various iterations 14 times a day. Uh yeah. So and also hopefully Carson Coleman won't be yeah long on uh being in protocols. Uh all right so All right, I guess this is another big thing. The biggest thing, again, we've had, you know, things are really getting amped up, but this is probably the biggest of the biggest, the most non-shocking stories of 2022. Bruce Cassidy, there's been no actual announcement that Tuka Rask is becoming a member of the Boston Bruins again, but coach said he's going to do some time in Providence and everybody and their mother knows he was going back. So although I have not seen any official announcement Everybody who would know these things to be true are really indicating. And Bruce Cassidy said it. I mean, you got to have a contract somewhere, right? I don't think he's signing in Providence. Just throwing no. it out there. Uh, but it's almost good time again, baby. Let yeah. the burning of the torches begin.
1: <laughs> I wish I had the gif of the uh, of the Simpsons when they all have these the pitchforks Torch. and torches. Torch. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Time. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting interesting. The hockey drama is certainly picked up, especially on Twitter, with uh, all of Tuca's haters. Um, it, 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 I, from my understanding, he can't go to Providence for a conditioning stint without a contract. So I would expect that to happen sooner rather than later, because there's a speculation that um, I don't have the schedule up right now of the um, uh, Providence Bruins' uh, 21-22 schedule. Um, but there's uh speculation that he could get in three road games. Um, so, and I don't know exactly when those are. I thought I heard it was between the 7th and the 9th and something else of January this month. So hopefully it's a game that I'm down there covering as a media member, because I would certainly love to see that. Um, but it's going to be interesting on how everything. Damn boy,
0: Tuca. Just kidding.
1: Yeah. It's going to be interesting how everything pans out because uh, there's a lot of people that that say that um, this is going to be great because now we're going to have two Rask, we're going to have Lenius Allmark, and now we're going to have Jeremy Swayman as a third-headed monster on the taxi squad. But I'm going to buck the trend a little bit here, and you know where I'm going. I think with this Probably. whole thing is you don't want to put a goaltender like Jeremy Swayman on the taxi squad and just have him practice and then run a tandem with Tuka and Linius Allmark. I personally would like to see Troy Grosnick get the, um, the um, promotion to the taxi squad, if you will. And uh, because he's a veteran and, and it's basically a break glass in case of emergency type of thing. Um, I don't say, I don't, I'm not going to say that, um Grossnik will be up on the taxi squad forever um but if something happens he's there for an emergency and then they'll evaluate from there if it's not if you know if Jeremy Swayman needs to come back up he can that's fine you know Mm -hmm. um but you got to keep these kids playing especially goaltenders young goaltenders like Jeremy Swayman if he has a chance to keep in game action Providence is the best place for him to be honest um let's not get crazy folks i know we have some intelligent listeners we there's some intelligent fans out there but you know the like why why don't we put lenius Allmark down in providence blah 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 that that's just that's just silliness he's got a no movement clause which also requires that he can't go to providence no movement means several different things not just on a trade uh aspect so and, and they trade freaking talks about all mark and 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 and, and shit is going on too so uh, we're, not trading,
0: we're not trading we're not trading all mark people no, like we've been saying happening. and everybody could have seen the writing on the wall they had to have had this conversation when everyone you know with everyone in the summer when all mark showed up here of what it might look like in january or february if tuca can play Everybody (laughs) knew what was going to happen, but I agree with you. The worst thing that could happen is that Jeremy Swayman is only practicing. That's not fair to him. It would be more beneficial, and he probably expects that he'll be in Providence so that he can actually play hockey. Like, he's there. But at this point, Olmark is still the best to be the backup to Tuca. Like, Swayman, not that he wouldn't be fine, but... Allmark's getting the money. Also, Allmark is a better goaltender than everyone's making him out to be, and he's starting to finally, even yesterday, right? Like, he's it wasn't a- his best game, but if he had that same game a month ago, it would have been a little more concerning about,
1: Look at the comparables, know. Heather. Look at the comparables on the numbers. I mean, Jeremy Swayman and Linius Allmark got pretty much locked down with the same record, pretty close on the same goals against, and very, yeah, I think it is close on the save percentage. Yeah,
0: but um, but
1: here's a here's a question for you, Heather. Okay, okay. if if tuka Rast does in fact sign a deal, what is enticing him to come back to this team this year? If you look at the lineup, it doesn't scream Stanley Cup runner, in my opinion. So here's my kind of thing, and you know me, I'm a wicked conspiracy theorist when it comes to this shit, but. Is is a deal only going to be for this year and prorated money, which saves money on the cap and everything? Or is this a two-year deal, which gives flexibility for Don Sweeney to kind of use the uh, offseason a little better than he has in the past to really load up for a run? I, I mean, does it, does it? do you ever think about stuff like that at all, or am I just weird?
0: Um, well, you are weird. <laughs> shut, shut your face. <laughs> but um, I, I don't, I don't think it would be a two-year deal because let's face it, Tuk is not either way is not walking into a situation where he is making that much money because there's not that much money to ha- be had, right?
1: Right now, so, there's three point five million available. When right, you get closer it, to the trade deadline, as I heard, I think Kevin O'Keefe said on the live stream yesterday, there could be upwards of $10 million at the trade deadline.
0: Right. But we don't know that yet. Right. 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 Is that still up? Right. So that's still up in the air. I don't know. It seems weird to me that you would not just sign him to the one-year contract and work something else out before the free agency period opens again. Do you know what I mean? But I can't see them him locking down for that much money a year. We still need money because we have to re-sign people coming up we still have to go out and get defensemen. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? But, um, well, the whole thing is it's like it's a catch-22, right? We could use more offensive power, but if we had better defensive power that could help contribute to the offense a little more, we could spend the money there instead. So, either way, we still need money to move things, exactly. pay for people. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's market-friendly. You hope the cap goes up they say like teams are recovering quicker than other but i assume that's the overall as a league maybe not as individual revenues go but i would personally just sign him from now till june because you don't know that 3 games into the stint that he's not going to hurt himself yeah. or something or whatever and right and you paid allmark a lot of the money so it seems to me that i Tukas should be getting league minimum for this year but being Don Sweeney and what's enticing for him to come back is this is his team. Like but, if he wasn't there, right. he, you know, and I think that's really it because he sees like crazy laugh, you know, everyone's leave. This is their door closing, right? When no one knows if Bergeron's coming back next year, he's taken that one thing like that to me is probably that it would be more enticing to me as two to probably come back for one year. Yeah. Just to see what's going to happen. I agree there. with that yes. one
1: by one, one by one years evaluate after each one and go from there. I, I get it. But like uh, for a, a goaltender that's been around the league for so long, I mean, this, I mean, if it was me, if I was to go I, I just look at this lineup and be like, yeah, I want to be on a winner. I, I want to go out in style, but this is, this lineup doesn't scream to me that, that it could can be done, but things have been different. You know, things have, uh, stranger things have happened. Let's put it that way. The LA Kings were a freaking um, a, um, a, uh, what do you call that a wild card team and end up beating everybody in the Stanley cup in 2010, 11, whatever. No, I don't
0: 10. know when it was 10, yes. Chicago. I can't remember that. No, I'm thinking.
1: I think Chicago was 10. I don't
0: know. I can't remember 10. Yeah. Cause then they beat us in 13. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember those right now, but the point is, is this is, The reason that Tuca will just sign for us, even if it's for a year, is because he means it when he says he only wants to play for the Bruins. Right. So either way, if that's truly his mindset, he only needs to sign the one year because he knows if they want him back, they'll make it happen. As long as he's, again, not expecting to be paid $7 million anymore because we don't have the money for that. And that's not at his age, it's not worth it that would be beneficial because either way, if Tuka truly only wants to be a Bruin, and it's not about the money anymore, and it is about being with his teammates, seeing what they can do. And he, I don't think all of a sudden this team is winning the Stanley Cup just because Tuka's back, just making this clear. But right. he, like people have been pointing out all year, he covered up a lot of the defensive mistakes the last couple of years. You know, so if Tuka can at least be Tuka, that should help a little bit at least, uh, in big, bigger games. And I know people are going to go, "Oh, Tuka always bitches out in bigger games. I'm just saying, I can already hear the rhetoric. It's like, Oh, we're going to be back in it. But
1: the narrative. Oh, again,
0: we, you know, and this goes back to, it's not about bringing the old players back. It's about not replacing these caliber players. So like with the creche thing, it's not about David creche. It's about if we had somebody that could still do the things that for so long you know because you have to or, or even like we've talked about like you can't let chara and Krug go and then not get anybody to help replace krug or chara on any level like that right. doesn't work and that's really what it is so like when people either love or hate tuca that's part of what it is remember when we had aw- one really awesome goaltender <laughs> like remember when like we had- and we do i think i think swayman and all mark are perfectly good goaltenders that's fine yep. right but they are neither of them currently are heading to potentially the uh you know Hall of Fame either you know kind of right. Tuca might not even make it there it's hard to get in as a goalie but like at least he's got numbers a lot more uh you know comparable to the elitist of the elite you know as opposed yep. to a kid just making his way and even Olmark's not really that old you know what I mean he's still yeah. Medium age he's, as goaltenders. Almark's
1: in the prime of his goaltending years. Yeah. This is this is exactly what Don Sweeney was talking about during the offseason when they acquired him um as a free agent. Was it he's 27, 28 years old? That's yeah. like a wheelhouse for, yeah. for success for some uh some goaltenders. So I'm happy with it.
0: And maybe having Tuca will be good for Olmark too, because he'll have a more veteran goaltender to also learn from, you know what I mean? Like yeah. But yep. this is always was gonna be Tuka's team if he came back. So I do again, the biggest not shock of two thousand and twenty-two is gonna be Tuka Rast. Although, as much as people are like Fuck Tuka, Tuka this, Tuka that, you know, the first game he's in that jersey at the T D Garden, that place that they're gonna be playing some actually Metallica when they were playing <laughs> yesterday. I had them playing um some Metallica in the background is like good thing Tuke's not on the ice, you just be pumping him up, just kidding. like there. And people are gonna lose their shit when they see Tuka Raskin that because again, it's it's not about it, it is, it's a longing for when it was better times. Remember when we were like one of the best teams? Remember when we had awesome goaltending, you know, things like that. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I like Tuka, I don't care. I expect him to be our goaltender, anyways, but uh yeah, yeah but. A lot of people won't be happy. But, again, just reiterating, Jeremy Swayman in no way is getting fucked in the situation. He's, like, 22 or whatever, and he would be in Providence anyways if Tuka was healthy enough to play. They probably would have still gone out. They probably still would have let the Lidar go if they had already made that decision to move on to get. Because, again, like, no offense to Vladar or Swayman, but, like, for a long time we had... And Halak had a rough that last year, but like he was a pretty solid backup goaltender, you know, quality goaltender. And we need that again. So either way, we probably would have gone out and got like an Allmark or somebody anyways just to have in the system. Because like you said, Troy Grosnick's fine and everything. It would be, I think it would be a great opportunity for him to be on the taxi squad. You know what I mean? Because in the end, do we really need our three best goaltenders in the system until the playoffs? No, we do not. We'll talk about it then. And once Providence is done and everything else, the Providence kids get to be picked for the aces and whatever squads anyways. So
1: it, another thing, another thing to talk about the goaltending is the crazy people out there that say, Oh, awesome. two Rask is coming back. Now we should trade Jeremy Swayman to get uh, some, uh, a boatload of stuff. And it's like, Oh, yeah. You know, that's the tough so one. Now we're going to trade
0: our future goaltender exactly. because he has to do 6 months he, in Providence. This doesn't even make sense.
1: Your you, you want to win now is going to is going to really really sacrifice this team's future and goal. It really is. So, I I'm totally not on board with the with the um the swim and trade talk. Um but I'm also on board with him getting in games down in Providence and and so many people do not like that idea. People, there's a lot of people that think a uh, a trip down to Providence is not good for any any professional at all. It's like it. I don't know. It's just weird how people think sometimes how this is just a bad thing to do on an entry level deal. It's expected, actually. You know,
0: there was a time, kids, when everybody who was nineteen didn't just play hockey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes they waited around until they did a couple years in the AHL or college or wherever else. And then they became professional NHL players. Calm down. Also, the AHL is the closest league in the world to the NHL caliber because it has the future NHL stars in it or people who are good enough to have a professional career one step down from the NHL. So it'll be perfectly fine. Everybody is going to be all right, Jeremy. But that's the whole thing: is we've been trying to win right now since we won the Stanley Cup in two thousand and eleven. And here's what didn't happen: we haven't won another cup again. We've had some good runs. We've been one of the best teams in the league for a decade. Good yeah. on us! I love that. I will hold on to that forever if we continue to play like this for the next five or six seasons. <laughs> kidding. But um, in all seriousness, though, but like. We have this organization has done a horrible job of executing its own life plan draft well, develop well, insert into lineup, get what you need from the outside. And for like the last four or five years, at least, uh, Panorama excluded and included. We, again, we do stupid shit like. Like, I wanted to start a rumor that we should trade for Riley Smith because remember when we had Riley Smith and then he went somewhere? Like, we've watched all these players. Even yesterday, it's like, what's up, Anders Bjork? Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Seeing him in Buffalo. We've had so many people come through here. Yeah. And not like very few, like we talked about how many people really have fully developed and become NHL caliber players in the last five years or been allowed to, or we held on to too long. So it was useless and we missed other opportunities. Like we've had a hard time executing our whole plan. So stop trying to win now. You want to be competitive right now. Hopefully we win right now, but you don't want to trade like a Jeremy Swayman who. Tuga's definitely not playing in five years. You know what I mean? When Allmark's contract's up. And even if Allmark becomes Tuga Rass, you're still going to need Jeremy Swayman. These kind of things are ridiculous to me. That's like, why don't we package Swayman and McEvoy? And I don't know, maybe Pasternak, because oh, we could use lots of prospects. Jacob routine. Trickern. <laughs> and Riley Smith from Vegas.
1: If anything, Riley Smith's going to go to the Rangers. Yeah just because him and uh gerai Gallant have a very very good relationship
0: oh yeah that's his buddy that's right the coach that helped him be the riley smith we knew he could be and True that's that. the truth have to <laughs> shout out Riley smith no i'm just kidding okay um Let's see. Where are we at? I don't know. I'm losing it. I'm supposed to be in charge of this shenanigans. And <laughs> I'm not even in charge. Oh, okay. Well, this is on a fun note to get to a serious but not so serious topic. We finally have a date when Willie O'Ree's number is going to join the Bruins hockey rafters at the Garden. That is going to be on the 18th versus Carolina before the game in, uh, versus Carolina at the garden. Uh, I know that the uh, organization has been trying to retire this number into the rafters for a couple seasons, but obviously Mondu, uh, with all that's gone on, it has not happened. It was supposed to be February, this, that, this, and that. Now it's going to be January 18th. Willie O'Ree, number 22, baby going up in the rafters because you are a trendsetter and an all around solid human being. Also, I just can't even imagine growing up to be someone as awesome as him. He's like yep. 85 years young, just inspiring the world still. Uh, and even just, even like a, 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 an example of like a legacy, this man and people like him who truly are on the ground, trying to be inclusive and honoring all hockey traditions and roots of which our the game that is played today comes from. They had a really awesome display at the winter classic. Uh, This year with like, uh, you know, roots for um, players, not of white ass American and Canadian descent right out there, I guess is how to say it without sounding too PC (laughs) or stupid. But basically, hey, guess what? You know, not just like rich white kids uh, or farm boys from Canada and the United States play this game. And uh, but awesome. Love Willie O'Ree. Love that dude. And I'm so happy that finally 22 is going to be up there with the other Bruins greats. So that's happening. Uh, I don't know. Any thoughts on Willie O'Ree? I think we. I think we're I'm pretty excited. Pretty much we Real excited.
1: It. <laughs> excited for him to, to get this opportunity uh, because it shows the leadership that he's brought on himself and others to create an everybody can play environment. It doesn't matter what color you are and so on. If you're talented enough to play in the NHL, you can play, and it's it opened up so many doors to to I don't know how many players. Um, that of color these days and just by a message and and that's the way things get down i mean the guy's just a solid ambassador all the way around for so many good things and you know um and hopefully his legacy continues on to to create more of a message to get more people of color involved in this amazing sport because it is for everybody and, and that's just the way it is and um I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that he's getting his uh, thing. I'm happy he got his uh, his Hall of Fame induction t- as well. That's well deserved as a builder. And and you know it's just how can you go wrong with Willie? He's just a, a just an unbelievable person.
0: Yeah, he's the type of person everybody likes. Like you know, and just a legacy to what I think you know whatever. And I don't know this to be true because I'm not a professional athlete, but I would think you know that's great. You know, you play games, you win championships, you do this, you do that. But it's really the kind of human and your lasting impact on whatever it is that you do. And this can be said in anything, right? It, it's one thing to be the great statistically or just uh, by, you know, manner like Mr. Re was the first uh, black player in the NHL, you know, things like that. But to leave a legacy of real like change and groundwork and community, you know, what did you do beyond that short time that you were the professional athlete? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What did you do? Even if it's you're still in your sport or your industry of whatever. And to me, that's Willie O'Reilly, right? He's a solid, well, well-rounded, community-oriented, really loves the sport wants every kid that can you know have access because for him it's not just about the color barrier or the gender barriers it's about the economic barriers that can be associated with hockey uh you know just getting kids at the ground level right if you convince the eight-year-old kid they can grow up and be Alex Ovechkin right or whatever Patrice Bergeron's or whoever of the world they're gonna love it and you instill the love of how to play the game because it's That's how you grow the sport, not just for players, but your viewers, right? I'm never going to wear an NHL uniform, but seeing that can be inspirational. And then those kids will pass that on. They'll become coaches and refs and players and, you know, whatever, maybe talent scouts or, you know, whatever. And uh, the next generation is looking a lot more bright, I think, for as that. But at the same time, then you still see there's a lot of stupid racists and douchebaggery things that happened. There was another racist gesture the other fucking day in the Czech league or whatever, or one of the Czech leagues where a guy was making like a monkey thing. So like, it's important that we honor those who do the hard work. You know, it's easy to be like a closed minded, non-inclusive asshole. Like that's not hard to do, but to be like a solid human that fights through the shit and makes real change that shit to celebrate. So Willie, we love you. I'm so yeah. excited. Uh, so awesome to those of you who get to be there on that day if you have those tickets. Um, I guess before <laughs> we probably take a uh, break in here from our buddy Bruce. Happy New Year, Bruce Sullivan. Uh, there is just one more thing I wanted to mention, and I am only saying it because to wrap back to the Tuca thing, this is the day I think that we'll see Tuca Rask in his uh, Boss of Ruins uniform again. They switched the game that was supposed to be on the 21st of March to January 12th at the Garden. so The if Montreal to, game, right? The Montreal game. I can almost guarantee you that's the day that we'll see Tuka Rask as the starting goaltender for the Boston Bruins because what would be more fitting and make the Garden crowd go more insane to Tuka, I mean, thing, whatever. But um, so if you had the tickets to the 21st, it's the 12th. Now they're honoring those tickets or whatever. If you cannot go to that game, I guess, contact the them for the exchange or whatever happens in those situations. Don't ask me. I would love to have those tickets, but I don't. And think. and also um, wasn't one of the Montreal games
1: that was supposed to be played in Montreal now being played in Boston.
0: Yeah. Because of the border issues. No, yeah. And there's no capacity allowed right now. And anyway. yeah. So it happens. Still no game at the after a couple years, uh, in Montreal, but we'll get back there. But at the same time, I don't care, <laughs> the Bruins get to play at home more. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love me the Montreal Boston thing. I was so mad when things got closed down before break, like, of course, it did. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I can't, can't even have this, but uh, I think that's a good time to take a break, my friend. Uh, All right. yeah, but yeah, lots of hockey coming up. Hockey,
2: hockey, All
1: like, right. Let's hear from Bruce Sullivan, the amazing Bruce Sullivan from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. He's got some fantastic stuff, um, and we, we have a deal uh, in place to keep um, the hand signed jerseys uh, being given away every month here at the Black and Gold um, Hockey Podcast. So I'll continue to work with Bruce for another year. I'm proud of that, um, but he's got awesome stuff. He's got. Uh, he just had a signing with um, with Sean Thornton. Uh, Kevin O'Keefe got a. Um, Uh, A a signed jersey out of that Which is awesome and Ray Bork's been Around and Terry O'Reilly All these amazing folks um, Former Bruins have uh, you know Been to his um, private Signings and it's all good stuff so If you want to get involved listen to the information Coming up in this break and we'll See you on the other side
2: Hello, Bruins fans. This is Bruce from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia with our black and gold memorabilia moment of the week. We are pleased to announce our new signing Sunday, December 19th with Bruins legend Terry O'Reilly. Stay tuned for photos, pucks, jerseys, and more. Our Black Friday sales event has been extended through Christmas. Choose any autographed JSA-authenticated inscribed Bruins jersey from our list for just $69 or buy three or more and pay just $59 with free shipping. Choose from Busick, Cheevers, Middleton, Marcotte, or Terry O'Reilly. Give the gift of Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito this holiday season. We have Orr photos for just $125 and Esposito for just $59. Or take home the ultimate Orr, 40 by 35 inch autograph special edition, photo and puck display for just $329. For more information on our dozens of Bruins hand signed pieces and your chance to win free memorabilia each week, check us out at our Facebook page, Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia, or email us directly at boston sports and music at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in each week right here to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Let's go! <laughs> All right, folks.
1: We are back talking Boston Bruins hockey. We just heard from Bruce Sullivan. Like I said before, follow the instructions on how to get in touch with him on to get some to get some good stuff for your fan cave. Uh, I, I love his stuff—hand uh, signed of photos, jerseys, pucks, whatever you want. It's it's amazing stuff. And we thank Bruce and um, a happy new year, sir. And thank you for everything in the past year. It's been amazing. But um, let's get back to the Bruins hockey talk. Let's end this on a positive note. Heather,
0: go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, I, well, I was going to say, also, Bruce Sullivan's got an awesome voice. He's got, like, that classic, yes. like, uh, radio or, like, yes. announcing voice. So Exactly. It, I like that. So, anyways, uh, the next thing I thought that we could bring up, uh, Marshawn <laughs> made his thoughts on the Olympics, uh, in case anybody lives under a rock and doesn't know that the players are not going to be going to the Olympics. I should have screenshot I'll- a picture. Yeah.
1: Damn.
0: Uh, but um, I thought we would bring up uh, Brad marshani he, he had made a couple comments, but then he put out a tweet that he clearly had spent some time writing out his thoughts on. Uh, before he put out, uh, He the second thing that he said in the Twitter one, I think, is the one that got the most reaction. I just thought it was something to talk about because uh, I feel like he said something that a lot of people, players were thinking to themselves and saying amongst themselves uh but i've heard mixed reactions from people about you know you know kind of like well you know what do you want your job is your job and you have to abide by your contract versus whatever but he uh the thing that i'm surprised he hasn't got fined for yet said uh the nhl and the nhlpa can change the rules of the cba to add taxi squads so that they don't miss any games and don't lose any money which has already been agreed been agreed upon by the play That the players will pay back in escrow until the owners made whole for what they've lost during the pandemic, regardless of how many games are missed. That they can't do a taxi squad during the Olympics so that they can honor the agreement they made so that the NHL players can go to the Olympics. Please tell me this is not bullshit. And for all of you who want to pipe back about forfeiting pay where we're gone, yeah, not a problem. Let the players make their choice. So that was like his second statement, but the sentiment's the same. It's bullshit that, like, basically, they never wanted us to go in the first place, and this is the reason they're not, they're not going to let us go. I think a lot of players feel the same way. You have players like the Bergerons of the world and the Crosbys of the world of, are they going to be around for the next Olympics? Like, is this their last chance to really? Yeah. Uh, and uh, USA players even like Patrick Kane and they're getting older. This was probably their last, like this is our chance to bring the goal back home. Uh, And I can understand why Marshan's upset. He's in that older player group. I feel bad for like Steve Stamkos who always seems to be injured all the time or whatever, whenever there's the important big moments and he gets sidelined. I don't, I mean, I don't know. We, we've we never been professional athletes. I uh, John Scott, I uh, on the dropping the gloves, the basic take was, well, too bad. You play for the Bruins. Like, the Olympics is kind of extra, and it is what it is. You all knew this could happen. Like, you know, I was there, you know. Um, but I, I kind of feel more toward, maybe not as harshly as Marshawn does, because I am not, after all, an Olympian. But uh, that you planned for this. You knew the pl- pandemic was going on. There, You have enough talent within your leagues that you can draw in, at least there. I get that nobody wants to come see the B squad. Do you know what I mean? Like, no one wants to pay $80 to see Providence Bruins play, even though Providence is great and fun to watch. Nobody, That's not what you're expecting, right, when you go to an NHL arena. I get that. But at the same time, do you think that the players should have had more... Uh, did it have to be all or nothing? Like could individual players within their, and their teams could make it out. Like yeah. if you come down with COVID dude, I'm not paying you 2 million of the rest of your, year set or whatever. But does that seem like it would not feel so dramatic if maybe players themselves got to make the individual choice as opposed to none of us are now going, I, I don't, yeah. you know what I'm trying to get at. Let's just talk if, about it a little if
1: bit. You, if you, if a player wanted to go over and take the risk, then that, that should be their right. But if you pop a positive over there and you have to stay, which is a reported five weeks, three to five week time frame to quarantine over there. That's the question. Is that, do you really want to put yourself into that kind of jeopardy? Because now you're putting your yourself into regular season games where you're going to miss. If you do pop a positive, you're going to miss some regular season games if you have to quarantine over there.
0: OK, well, I, I guess this is the way I'm looking at it. You can't tell me if the, the, okay, everyone knows that the end game for China is to have an NHL team of some sort, right? Get it over there. They started their part. They have a team for the KHL. You know, like they're trying to get into the international hockey community.
1: They built 500 rinks in the past couple years.
0: And China yes. has plenty of landscape that would dictate hockey just like we do yeah. in North America, right? And and Russia, it's the same thing. It's the same landscape, northern thing. You can't tell me that an international economic powerhouse like China couldn't have worked out something with the International Ice Hockey Federation or whatever, the Olympics or whatever, and the NHL, that they could make a different... Not to say it have to be by a different set of rules, but as the NHL is a private organization comprised of you, if I'm China, I want the best of the best there because that's right. what people are going to watch. You couldn't, they couldn't have figured out on a day that you have to quarantine in China for five days and then on a private jet, like the, the NHL could send one jet to retrieve any players out of there, and then make them come home for five more days or whatever until they go through the NHL protocol. You tell me that they couldn't have worked that out if they really wanted to. I get it. I I do agree I don't think that the NHL ever wanted these players to go. They've made it very clear. I mean, Batman couldn't probably be happier they're not going to the Olympics, and not just because the NHL has lost 90 games this year that have to be rescheduled and smushed in somewhere. But the fact is you're not going to be able to make up all those games during the Olympic break you might not even be able to make up half of those games during the Olympics, depending. And, I mean, what is the risk at this point? You know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, it's not like they're not passing COVID around to each other in the States and Canada. So, I guess that's my point. As as a business, they couldn't have found out some kind of special distancing. So, the players weren't stuck in China for five weeks. I think that's bullshit.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know much on it because I I just... You know, if they say they're not going, I drop my interest on it right then and there. Yeah. So I, I'm I just, not really fully versed in the the, uh, the inner workings of what's going on. So
0: I just feel like the NHL would look like less dicks if they just let teams and their individual players work that out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and I understand that each team would either be like all or nothing on themselves, as opposed to a whole league. Like in some players, like. Uh, Robin Lerner already said he wasn't going to go, you know, things like that. I bet a lot of the players, but this kind of goes back to what we've talked about this whole entire, you know, few years, right? Yeah. Maybe if we let people feel like they had some autonomy still, they would be more likely to do things like medical recommendations or choosing out of the best interest for their business and themselves or whatever to not participate. But at the same time, for some players, It might be worth the $3 million hit to their con if that's what they're like. If the Bruins say to Marshawn, that's great. You can go. We'll let you go to the Olympics. But if you aren't back on ice for us by February 27th or whatever the end of the thing would be, then you're forfeiting X amount of your salary for the rest of the season, regardless if you play the rest of the season. Something like that, you know. That might deter them, but also, I mean, some people really like you think Alex Ovechkin really wants to miss this last chance at the Olympics. I, I mean, know. he'll probably be on Team Russia. I know, forever. I know,
1: he I know he threatened back in the day a few Olympics ago that he was gonna just go anyway, but
0: yeah, he did. I don't know, who knows, but we'll see. Anyways, I just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> I mean. Marshawn said something and then everyone wanted to start piping in. And it's like, yeah, okay, now you guys are going to say something. But I thought it was interesting. He took time to write it up.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And send the screenshot instead. Um, I just thought that we could maybe take a minute. And this is random. And I know, whatever, this isn't a thing. But I thought maybe we could just come up with a couple New Year's resolutions for the Bruins. Like, I would like to see them play more consistently. That's my new year's rest. One of my new year's resolutions. Do you have any new year's resolutions for the Bruins?
1: Yeah. Um, Regardless of what the lineup looks like on a game to game basis this season. And I know that a lot of folks think it was a swing and miss um in the free agent market, but um from what we have, I- I'd like to work with it and I'd like to see this team finish more. Uh, we've had, several opportunities where we've been the leader in shots in each game by a a decent margin and still lost the game pretty bad, you know, and the power play wasn't good. So my mine is I really want this team to finish more. And by that, you're giving themselves a boost of confidence when you do that and you want to do it more. You get consistent. Your chemistry gets up. It builds. You know, it's just – you know, the camaraderie in the room camaraderie in the bench It's you know, it's just, it, it's a trickle down effect of goodness that could happen. So that's mine to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else I would, I would like them to take more chances like Bruce Cassidy changing up his lineup and knowing it's okay. Even if it's not okay. That's so Uh, valid. uh, Even in the front office, right? Like I, Somewhere there always seems to be a breakdown not translating between the vision and the execution. So I would like Don Sweeney to say, fuck it and just like go for it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. again, I feel we're at a point where you better start blowing it up instead of keep trying to mason it back together because the ship's sailing, right? Like we're not ha- Bergeron is on his way out. Tuca's coming in, but he's on his way out, you know, whatever this and that, this and that. Uh, but um, that, those are, I think, my two biggest things. I just want you to be consistent and I want you to take some chances. That's what we used to do go big or go home. And we don't go big right. anymore. And I just, I'm not saying go out and do something stupid. I'm not saying burn the whole entire future down for the now, but you got to start positioning yourself for a future because we don't want to be bottom dwellers. Do we want to be the poor Rangers who have circled around having a good team? Maybe they are in the play, you know, like that kind of team that's had great players, but like it doesn't matter if you don't in the end. And we already yeah, have they the can't put it of, together. Can we already together. have that legacy, right, of being the team that was dominant for a decade, but only had the one cup, right? So we yep, already have yep. that, you know, having the best goaltender in the league at many years and only having one cup, and he wasn't even the guy in net when we won the cup, right? It was. I just mean like. We're not doing all, our own legacy a favor right
1: now. <laughs> it was almost like um the New York Rangers back in the 90s when they were basically taking all the freaking Edmonton Oilers and put them on their team because back then there wasn't a salary cap. And back then, the New York Rangers had the most money in the league. Uh-huh. They were spending it ridiculously. But, I mean, they did win a Stanley Cup in 1994. Saw it, cried about it, loved it shut up um but i was there i saw it i know i uh, start
0: with these ones.
1: mike richter and mark messier were just unbelievable players for me back in the day when you look at the league in a broad stroke not just my bruins blinders on here you know uh, Messier is a
0: king my friend you don't exactly, have to argue that to
1: me exactly <laughs> although but, um,
0: i was very moved by you being moved
1: yeah i was like wow it's a good moment for uh you know a, a good american boy mike richter that was a good series yeah it was
0: yeah All oh right. i oh i didn't say i'm sorry this is random not to think about like i was thinking of bra and then i was thinking thing we were on, when we were in the pro shop at the ball this thing and on there was some like real thing on the tv but it was like there flurry back in the day just like thing and i go i'm like you know who that is son that's theo flurry everybody plays quick and fast like that now but back in the day they didn't all, And this guy was the fastest cat around. He could just, God, he was so fun to watch. There back was. Then. I'm sorry. All right. That's a little side trail on that. But all right. Those are our New Year's resolutions. Oh, uh, Providence has a new captain. True or not true. Tell us about it. Tell us about it.
1: Very true, Heather. Um, Josiah Didier is now the 26th captain of the uh, Providence Bruins. And most are probably wondering why it's so late in the process of um, given the captaincy. Paul Carey was the captain last year. He is no longer with the team. He's over in overseas uh, playing in Europe. And uh, Josiah was even Mark Diver um, got, had it out first before the season started. And I even uh, dovetailed on it myself saying that he should be the captain, but uh, Josiah went through uh, a surgery and he's just getting back on the ice. So I think he's going to make his debut either today this afternoon not sure who they're playing um or uh the next game uh, relatively soon but uh getting him back on the ice and putting the c on his jersey was a was a, a no-brainer because he is a leader and uh it's funny kind of looks like nick felino it's weird but <laughs> but yeah i uh i had the for- i was fortunate enough to sit uh, near him um in the press box when uh he was going through his injuries uh, several times it just happened to look over you know and he's he's a good sol- soldier a good leader and um, I think it's going to help out uh, Ryan Mujonell and Matt Thomas and and uh, and um, Trent Woodfield uh, pretty good to have that guy on the ice and uh, in the in the room too to you know uh, push the push the uh, push the envelope on some players and, and be that person to lean on when they need some advice um, you know Paul Carey was a tremendous captain here for a couple of years before he left overseas so um, Usher in the new guy, and and hopefully this this gets this uh, Providence Bruins team rolling. I mean, they're sitting in the uh, fourth position in the Atlanta Division right now, so um, you know this is the this is the time when Providence really starts to trend up and and really make a push for the Calder Cup playoffs. Um, hopefully that happens this year. I would really love that. Um, and um, you know, I'm not saying a Calder Cup team, but they, they have some they have some good leaders, some good. Some good pieces that they could they could make a, a decent run, but we'll see what we get from there. But it's a good start to get 2022 off on a good foot, and um, hopefully they win today.
0: And I know that you will keep us all updated on that on the Providence Hockey Report. Yeah, just follow the Twitter address right there, and um,
1: yeah, and follow the Providence Hockey Report. Uh, that's the AHL Bruins Report. On Twitter. Uh, we'd certainly appreciate that. And um, I have a new pod coming out this week. We got, actually got hockey to talk about. So I, um, I typed up some stuff and uh, going to release that probably today um, because I'm going to be a guest appearance on a podcast tomorrow. And we even have some big, big news uh, coming out this week. So uh, that's going to be released on Tuesday on our regular program. So stoked about that. Is it Bruins prospect? I don't want to get into details as of right now, but once it gets finalized and it happens, we will definitely let you know. I just don't want to put the the cart above uh ahead of the pony yet. So
0: too much can go on yeah. between now I know. and then, but look for I a know. special drop. <laughs> I know. It's almost saying. like
1: panorama. It's it yes. happens in a minute. You know <laughs> just- but no, I'm excited to see the whole picture. (laughs) Huge, huge shout out to my friend, Danteano for setting this all up. So I'll just leave it at that little teaser folks. Let's see
0: what's going on there. Okay. Well, geez, what else do we got going on here? I don't know. Again, we just got started back up. Everyone was on break, but let's see, you know, I always got something jotted down here. Oh, um, I noticed on the NHL fantasy on ice uh, their list of uh, top 200 players in the NHL right now, which I always think when you look at the fantasy things is always an interesting. I know it's based on what's really going on statistically and stuff, but it's always an interesting different take as opposed to just looking at like, you know, uh, stats boards or whatever. But uh, several of the Bruins popped up on there. Marshall was number nine. Pasternak was 25th. Bergeron was 25th. I mean, uh, 41st. McAlvoy 59th. And uh Allmark was actually 126. So whether you love him or you hate him, he's getting noticed outside of the thing. But welcome to Boston, Allmark. This is what will happen. Even outside of the league, everyone else will be like, dude, good job. Look, I mean, he's he's playing right. pretty well. And then Boston will be like, no, no, this guy fucking sucks. He only stopped 105 out of 106 shots could have been better do you Great. see that week when he gave up in the second welcome to boston that's how it is yep. uh, but i just thought that was interesting uh on there i'm not surprised are you of the players that were on there i was hoping to see no. someone you know no. i was hoping i could report to you i saw trent frederick on there like hey yo <laughs> what's happening <laughs> um, uh yeah maybe not but he is on your fantasy team and your fantasy mind now i'm just kidding. sure sure um all right uh and also marshawn made the ea sports uh 22 all year team so that's pretty cool for him again not shocked uh oh marshawn you'd be a hall of famer if only you weren't so bad sometimes uh that's that (laughs) all right well we played a game yesterday and we're gonna play a game in about uh 55 minutes and that's why we're gonna start getting towards the next part of this but uh we do have lots of games coming up this week again we Not sure when we will record. We will see, but we will get to it. But this week coming up, we have Detroit today at 1. Uh, Tuesday, we're playing at the... No, I think in, actually, in Boston. Uh, Or it might be the Pro. I don't know. Anyway, 7 o'clock on Tuesday. Thursday, the 6th, we're playing the Wilds. Uh, And then Saturday... eighth we have the tampa bay lightning that one is in tampa so i think the other three games are uh i think we're in detroit we play at home a couple games and then we go to tampa for the road trip i'm sorry i don't know what happened there my brain got all tongue twisted that was the worst upcoming games thing that i ever wanted to say i'm gonna Uh, click that yeah Uh, sorry i don't know what's going on there but anyways detroit uh, again, we, like we said, they're, they're not playing much better or worse than us right now. I mean, obviously we've missed a few more games or whatever, but currently they're fourth in, uh, the Atlantic. They have 33 points, one more than us. They have played 32 games though. So we've got five games we haven't played compared to them. They're 15 and four. So they're solidly 500 this year. The golf differential still blows, uh, but home, they're 11, four and two, and we're playing them there. So That's that. Uh, Let's see. And they're exactly even in their last 10. So, again, Detroit keeps trucking along, trucking along. They got some good talent on there. Uh, So, keep your heads up, boys. Back-to-backs, not an excuse. You just had three weeks off. Yeah.
1: Per Logan Mullen on Nesson, fantastic writer over there. He mentions that the uh, projected lineup for today's game against the um, Detroit Red Wings in Detroit uh, will be the same lineup, which is good. Uh, That's solid news. Um, I want to see this team get a little more consistency, you know, and even take that day off on Monday and go in uh, and play New Jersey on Tuesday with the same lineup and then evaluate from there. If if that lineup is going to be something that you could put forth against a very stronger um, uh, teams in the, in the standings like the Minnesota wild. And obviously at the end of the week on Saturday, the Tampa Bay lightning. Um, so it's going to be a, a good week of evaluations for this team coming back from a six day a six game break, two week layoff. Um, but I'm looking forward to the challenge. I, I want to see them just gel a little bit more and you know this is a, this would be a great week to just put a nice string of wins together, create some more points because there's a there's a pretty significant gap between the Boston Bruins and the top three. I mean, those yeah. top three teams have are in their 40s in, in point-wise, while the Bruins are at 32. So it's like a good 10-point gap there. You win some of these games, man, you get just, you know, get a little bit higher, get away from the wild card system and yeah. try to, like, secure a lower seed in the playoffs. That's a win for me, man. I just yeah. want to get in the playoffs and see what we roll from there. Well, not making the playoffs, things. I'm not going to be freaking happy.
0: Yeah, I, I'm – I just would, I would feel better if we were at least in the wild card and not chasing the wild card. Currently we're chasing the wild card. That's
1: fair. That's totally fair.
0: And so this is important because they are basically playing every other game mostly for the next couple months. Yeah. (laughs) Besides the former Olympic now make up the pandemic game, whatever, uh, play that's going to happen. but this is where you have to do it versus Buffalo versus the teams that you are the same caliber of, but you need to play them like you play in Tampa Bay. Now I know we elevate our game when we play higher up, but that's because we're used to being higher up. You know what I mean? Playing people of our caliber, but this year our caliber is Detroit. They're not playing Like again, not horrible, not the best. Jersey's actually worse off than Detroit, but at the same time, Jersey keeps beating us. They're the game that we lose for they have our number. Their goaltender has our number. They like they have a few players that just tear us a new asshole every now and then. And like I don't right. want that to happen or to struggle. we shouldn't have to struggle against teams that are the same caliber of our caliber, which is way lower than what we expect right now. So in right. order to be able to go, like you said, by the end of the week, uh to get in there. Uh Jersey right now, though, again, they're not playing very hot. They're seventh. Uh, in the Metro, they've got 32 games in and they're 12, 15 and five, uh, goal differential. It makes you want to throw up. Uh, they're about even, uh, kind of, well, we'll be playing them at home. So they're four, eight and two. So that's good. Uh, they are three, six and one in their last 10. I don't know. Jersey's that weird team though, that they always, they're that team. And they've been this way for a, a few years because they're never really in it. They revel in fucking up everybody else's yeah they whatever. played a
1: serious spoiler
0: right Wicked exactly
1: bad.
0: and they, they have some good young talent on that team though too at the same time if they're clicking then you can have a bad day versus jersey very easily
1: oh yeah and you know the way the bruins play sometimes it's like they'll play that team and play down to their level and, and end up losing which you know i hope doesn't happen
0: Lose four to one to Jersey and then beat Tampa <laughs> Bay five to two. That's what we yeah, do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: that's so Bruins. <That's>
0: right. <laughs> Sorry. My throat was dry. I didn't want to start coughing. Uh Okay. Then we're going to go play Minnesota, which is a much better team than either of the two opponents. Uh, that's going to be on Thursday on there uh but they are third right now in the central uh they played 31 games they got 40 points uh they're 10 3 and 1 at home and 9 7 and 1 away so that could play to our advantage because like i said i believe all three of those games uh are in the garden uh they're 5 4 and 1 in their last 10 but uh they just had a big game we'll talk about briefly as we go through our nhl things real quick like we do before we wrap up but they just had a big game our st louis uh winter classic was back. which is partly what kicked Mark's ass yesterday. Too much hockey, too much, too uh, much too Yeah, energy. too uh, much hockey but, and too
1: much else's. Uh,
0: but Minnesota is a much better team overall than a new Jersey, uh, New Jersey or Detroit. Uh, and it'll be interesting to, uh, to play outside of our, well, I, I shouldn't say that last time we played outside of our kind of East coast border here, we ended up in, uh, the pandemic protocols forever, but, uh, It'll be nice to see Minnesota because again, we're not going to really, they're not going to mess with our chances of getting into the playoffs or not, but they are a good contender in the West. So playing some tougher teams, playing Minnesota, and then of course, Tampa Bay, as always is turning out to be Tampa Bay. It's that time in the season where they start uh, becoming themselves. So, uh, but Minnesota has some good players on there. Uh, ones that are always rumored to uh be Boston Bruins. I don't know. Like Minnesota seems to be one of those teams whenever the rumor of the week is out. Uh, but I'm starting the rumor this week, like I said, Riley Smith. No, I'm just kidding. And uh we'll wrap up the week uh on Saturday, the eighth, playing Tampa Bay, the big dog in campus. As always, defenders of the cup, uh pains in my ass. Just go away, Tampa Bay. Um, Anyways, they've played 33 games. They got 47 points. They're awesome. They're playing at home. They're 11-3 at home and 3-whatever. They've, of course, won seven of their last 10 games. You know, they're fucking Tampa Bay, okay? So we got to use these as warm-up games because the points really matter. We need the divisional points, too. You know what I mean? We need Uh, to start making a stand in our division. Um, You know, Jersey does – not You know, I mean, Buffalo – Hopes they can beat the Bruins, but they expect that we can beat them too kind of thing. You know, Detroit, same thing. But we really, really need to beat a team like Tampa Bay. Even just for Tampa Bay, to give them a smack in the face before they get too comfortable in my defending Stanley Cup champion mode. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Off Tampa Bay. <laughs> you know, it took me 25 years to stop ranting that there was hockey in Florida. So, I mean, let me just be <laughs> mad about them, okay? Uh, yeah, but... So good week of hockey, lots of games, actual hockey. Fingers us 2022, babe.
2: Exactly. So here we go.
0: Like I said, all I know is I'll feel better when we're not fighting for wild card position. Yes, I would love to be in the top, you know, three teams for the Atlantic currently. But if we could just not be fourth in the wild card or third in the wild card, that'd be great. Uh, gives me a little hope. Let lets me feel like if we have a bad second day. It won't be so bad. All right. Well, that's, can you think of anything else Bruins related before we just fly through another couple hot topics uh, that happened around the league since we last talked?
1: I don't know exactly um, yes. where, where where else to go. I think we covered pretty much the, everything that we could.
0: The Bruins. Okay. Well, we're going to move on real quick then to the um, World Juniors Get the women's world and the world junior tournament.
1: Oh, what a disaster.
0: So like on day whatever they cancel the women's which as you said is a fucking disgrace because this is multiple times that the women have had to watch the men's tournament going to proceed and they don't even get to try it which yeah. is bullshit. But whether from backlash over the women's world a hyper reaction to a positive test or two uh, the men's worlds was canceled about 24 hours into it commencing or so yep. uh, most teams didn't even get to play their games. Uh, and I think it fucking sucks for all of them. I just do. Like, yep. again, we have, I to, agree. I'm someone again, who we talk like, I believe in reasonable, uh, you know, precautions, whatever else you have to do. But these kids are the ones that just like my, my little one, because of school, the way it went, they say like the kids within certain age gaps really have a deficiency of like that crucial moment. Well, for these kids that are starting to become older, they're going to be looking at playing longer, you know, professional leagues, things like that. The, this is the, this was the only opportunity to have the best on the best at the same levels to present themselves this year. And as pissed off as I was about the women's thing, although many clubs have offered to uh, host it, Because it's bullshit. Uh, And actually a couple countries have. uh, Canada, if you can't do it. But then the men, it's like, are you fucking shitting me right now? Like, what is going on? There has to be a balance between shut everything down and recognizing it is what it is. We're stuck with it. If we're testing, if we're doing all of this, you have to also just move through it, too. And if we just cancel everything and shut everything down, that... I don't think is helping the situation. It's not creating a new normal. It's just creating we're back to two years ago kind of reactions. And that annoys me. Sorry. Well,
1: there's a, there's a, possible silver lining to this all too, that the, the, they all want to work together and get these games going again. There's an idea that they want to put the women's back on this summer, put, put the men's back on this summer. So there's a, there is a collaboration to move the tournament um, not in Sweden and make it closer to home. I, I like the idea that they want to get it on and so on. I just don't like the idea that they, they, they let it, they shut one down. The women's was shut down and it wasn't even supposed to start until February, but the men's went on for a little while and then they shut it down. Well, if you, yeah. if you had the same theory of both games and you were worried about it, shut them both down and yeah. then move them and then make plans for the summer when numbers go down and so on
0: that's a good point is had they just canceled both of them and said we're not holding the tournaments don't make yourself
1: look like asses by doing it like that because they really did and then they're they're not doing and themselves any service lately with with the way that the IAHF operates it's really frustrating sometimes to read articles um about how they how they work and so on and and it it is a new regime now. There is a new guy that's the president of the uh, IIHF. I'm not sure. I know it was Renee Fasel or something like that. But
0: yeah, what's his uh, name, Tardik or something like that? Yeah, yeah. What's I'm not his exactly
1: name? sure who, but you know, get it on board, man. Just you, you got to stop
0: making yourself look like shit. Yeah, um, that's the whole thing. Is it, it's a bad luck, a real bad luck, and again, this goes back to so China can host multiple events from many countries from around the world. And you can't figure out how to isolate 200 (sighs) fucking players or whatever on each, say 400 players plus staff. We're talking, even if you have to limit it, right? Because everyone's had to go on limited staff or whatever. Get them in there, get the testing done or whatever. They're young, healthy people, like we said. Of course, you don't want them spreading it everywhere and here, there and everywhere. But here's a tip. Maybe then you should have had protocols in the hotels and in yeah. everything else. You didn't do any of that. You're just only going on the testing, which many people could argue, even for the men's tournament, like you said, let's not even get into how the women hadn't even yeah. shown up to even try and start testing and playing and you already can. So you're anticipating, I'm sorry, are you a mind reader? You anticipate that in eight weeks, things might not be better. They might actually be exponentially worse, which may be true. But there is no scientific data to back that up. Just like having two players on Team USA test positive does not make, needs the whole team to pull out of the whole entire tournament. Like that just seems like a ridiculous mindset. It's like a lazy way to look at things. Also, like you said, you look like douches. This is two years in a row with these women right exactly and they might reschedule it but maybe then why don't we just schedule the world juniors for the summer every year instead of fucking shoving it in the middle (laughs) just i don't mean to rock the boat traditionalists i'm just saying also if you're never gonna let them leave then they need to and everyone's been saying this they need to get some kind of fucking tournament international hockey tournament, whatever you want to call it. There's many iterations that we've seen over the years, but if you're not going to let the best of the best play on each other, that does not mean the people who are, there are not great and will not do great representing their countries. But if you're not going to have the NHL players there or whatever, you know, you have to find some kind of international tournament that you can put all the best men and all the best women against each other in the same fucking tournament on, uh, I guess, Uh, par with each other right because there's going to be huge gaps, right right so like someone said russia had no business winning the goddamn gold right they win because none of the nhl players were there to what you know what i mean like team canada like even a team like canada who has a lot of great like they have generations to draw from to get their talent it's still not the same as seeing the professional NHL lineups out there. And I i don't know. And like these young kids, like Jesus Christ, figure it out. Figure it the fuck out. I just don't know. I do not understand after three years of scientific research, all these ways that we can prevent and treat and do whatever. It's not a perfect world. The world is never going to be perfect. We're not walking around in bubbles. We're never going to get bubbles. You're not even smart enough to put the players in a bubbled fucking hotel. So what right do you have to deny them? And also, like, these people flew internationally, man. Not everybody's from Manitoba. Like, some people came 1,400 fucking miles 4500 miles to play in this tournament and they don't even get like a consolation game that sucks
2: yeah i'm sorry I, I hear, yeah, I hear, yeah.
0: yeah all right we're gonna move on from that but that's bullshit like oh uh, like and again like maybe maybe they cancel the men's too to just be like all right fair enough the boys don't get to play too quote unquote all right um that being said Something at home that was fun. Winter Classic was back on. St. Louis defeated Minnesota Wild six to four. New Year's Day, Target Field, Minnesota. It was fi- negative five degrees ish outside when this game started it was so cold at the in minnesota this week and it's hard to say it's so cold in minnesota because obviously minnesota's fucking cold that they had to heat the ice because it was too cold for the right ice conditions which normally is the complete opposite problem we have at the winter classic you're just hoping that the ice isn't slushy <clears throat> lake tahoe uh and tory crooks scored a goal i just had to bring it up no in all seriousness though that jordan Kiro is so fun to fucking watch that kid is yeah. He he really is so he gave the tradition back on. Yeah, Kiru. I'm sorry, I had a professor Kyrou. named Kyrou. <laughs> Kyrou. That's how they said it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh,
1: I I I'm a sucker for the outdoor game. I I love it, no matter what the conditions are and and so on. It's it, it's, but they did it right this time. Um, you know, besides the cold, I think these games should be played at night. Eliminate the sun factor altogether. To be honest with you. You know, and I think that that's what what really dropped the ball in the um, in the in the games last season um, with the Philadelphia Flyers and Boston Bruins out in Lake Tahoe was they were trying to do it for a one o'clock, or 12 o'clock, whatever. Sun was up. You know, I get the whole thing. You want to get the background and everything. You want everybody uh, watching in Boston to say, you know, oh, I get the feeling of being there and so on. I totally get that. But, you know, fly a helicopter. Get some daylight footage, you know, and and mix that into into the game, but play it at night. Don't don't mess around with the sun because it's a killer.
0: Yeah, nobody can see the announcers can't see to announce the game. The players can't see to pass the puck. The stations can't find the right angle to not have the solar glare like it's. The Winter Classic is one of those things that, I mean, I'm glad it stuck around because it's a good gimmick, right? Yeah. It's something that, you know, I think gives hockey fans the feel, just the whole thing. Like, you get pumped. Like, I'm not a St. Louis or a Minnesota girl, right? But I'm, like, pumped to watch this because just, like, the special jerseys and the atmosphere and all the shit leading up to it. And just, like, that classic. It's, like, just going to play with your friends, you know, going to battle. It's fun. And every... um city bring or teams bring their own elements to it right like you know boston and chicago bought the idea of the bobbies like you know what i mean and the whatever just i enjoy it and i i agree with you though i think it would be better to make it a nighttime spectacular (laughs) instead of a whatever but i'm sure the logistics go off competing with bulls and other games that are also on that day because for a while the nhl didn't even do only the winter classic was the was the new year's game but yeah and then they started
1: anymore. doing stadium series stuff and and blah 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 and it was like yeah kind of getting out of hand a little bit but yeah. the winter classic was always a, a, fav, a favorite for me
0: yeah the winter yeah it's like they did get a little out of control I understand everybody wants their classic thing I, what I like about it too is it it really does pull outside it's not just about the NHL and it becomes about overall so like uh you know letting the universities play their games on the ice or having the public skating. I know they did that at Fenway and they probably did at Gillette too. Uh when Boston had the Winter Classic, they were the home team and just like the feelings and just some of the memories, right? Just silly there's so many silly things. Like last year in Dallas, there were just these crazy like it it felt like you were looking at like the Texas State Fair on a miniature scale, you know. So I I do like that, but like bringing letting the college kids play. Those kids, that's an experience they'll never forget, no matter what happens. Also, they'll never forget how fucking cold it was in Minnesota yesterday. Remember back at the Winter Classic 2022? Uh, Okay. Uh, But during the Winter Classic yesterday, uh, Team USA for the women's was announced. Uh, There are like 17 returning players. Or 13 returning players. I don't know. Let me glance. I forgot. 13 familiar faces. Uh, We're going to defend the gold medal because they are the gold medal defending champions of the Olympics, but every year is a new year, but our women always come through with us, or at least generally do uh, go out there, represent a lot of people you're familiar with your Brianna Deckers and your Hillary Knights and your Kendall coins, Schofields and uh, your Amanda castles of the world. You and H alum. Uh, uh, well, her brother, you know, whatever. So they, we all know her brother. Uh, we've been watching the castle family for a long time yeah. in this area all I'm saying, yeah. but uh, new faces, but looking good. Women going to go represent. Hopefully we get a gold there. I don't know what will happen with the men's now that we don't know. But we the men's haven't been announced yet, I don't think yet. Which do- I have no sense idea. Given, given the fact they didn't know if the NHL players were going or not. That being said, that's going to give some young talents uh, on the men's side in Canada and the U.S. and other places to get a shot to be seen on a world stage that they might not have been definitely, yep. uh, that being said, good
1: opportunity, I'm, definitely.
0: Yeah, I'm, like I feel so bombed, like Fabian LaSalle, like you were supposed to play or whatever, but <sighs> all right, so good times on that. think we're about almost done. Let's just see. Oh, yeah, this was the other big thing I just wanted to mention because I think it's kind of a big deal that the professional, uh, hockey, uh, what, Premier Hockey Federation and Upper Deck signed a exclusive deal for digital and physical trading cards nice uh, so uh upper deck i remember when we were younger in the, back in the 90s when we were younger <laughs> they actually had uh shown some uh, like canadian women stuff they were special they they had done editions with women's cards in there but this is going to be exclusive rights on that uh and I think that's all we have for that but you just brought up the stadium series February 26th there's supposed to be Tampa Bay versus Nashville in the stadium series too uh it's on there uh and the trade deadline March 21st we'll yep. see what, what happens in the next 3 months Big here. fun But uh yeah with that you know I always say uh before I shout out uh all of everybody i just wanted to give one more shout out to the uh names, Ray junior maple mites that represented it so good job to eric Ren, luke theo noah nate ellie grayson miles jackson nina jacoby jack you couldn't come buddy you came down sick but we thought about you the whole time wish you were there buddy and the mites that didn't get to come with us because it was not mandatory it was more of a let's let these kids get their feet wet uh but great job kids that being said Go and rate and review the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, wherever you listen. If you Jesus. put it on Apple, I'm more likely to see it. I haven't got to read any reviews lately, so I'd love to see that. Like we always say, leave us five stars. Tell us you hate us. We don't care. Leave five <laughs> stars. And as long as you're subscribing, downloading, and sharing yes. with your friends, whether you hate us or not, that's cool. But hopefully yeah. you love us. And make sure you say nice things, especially about me, because I have a fragile ego. Uh, and and yeah, yeah. As always, go to blackandgoldhockey.com. Follow all the awesome writers and all of that over there. And the following podcast on the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast Network. Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. That's us. Hello, world. Uh, dump and Change. Beehive. Puck Lines. Holds on Hockey. Causeway King. Short Shift. Third Line Grinders. Lindra. Hockey Podcast. The Black and Golden Teal. Hockey Podcast. The Providence Hockey Report with the Weird at AHL Bruins. So you can find them on Twitter. and. That's it, my friend. I think I don't have anything else. Did I all right
2: you're on the yeah, list? And uh, gotta,
0: happy you, new year and you, hockey, baby. Gotta, Let's go. They start in a half hour.
1: You're gonna lay off a of sugar girl,
0: it's not <laughs> even sugar. I'm naturally like this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, we do have a Patreon account that we please ask um, all our listeners and viewers on YouTube to check out. It's a great way to uh win some stuff from Bruce Sullivan, just uh, the guy that I get all of our um our prizes for um but um, for instance if you don't uh, donate a dollar to patreon.com/black and gold hockey podcast um, every week we give away stuff like this like this is a Rick Middleton hand signed freaking uh puck um, and I send this to you uh, a t-shirt a signed autograph could be the weekly weekly giveaways but the monthly giveaways are the, are the ones of my favorite hand-signed terry o'reilly jersey we're going to be giving it away in the week of january 17th to the 21st so when we do a podcast in between that then we're going to be giving this away to a lucky winner that donated just one dollar basically to 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 receive this so please check it out it's a lot of fun um we got another one for february and february is a mark art jersey hand signed so 1970 and 72, inscripted Stanley Cup. It's freaking awesome. So great opportunity to win some stuff for cheap money, and it helps us out. So we'd certainly appreciate that. This week's winner is a an awesome listener, in my opinion, because um, I, I just love Patreons. Uh, they're my favorite people all the time. But listeners, when we hear where they're coming from, make me giddy when they hear that. Kara uh, McDonald is actually from Scotland, so this right. is pretty freaking badass that she pays attention to the podcast uh, overseas. So, and all of our international listeners, we thank you very much. Truly appreciate that. Please check it out, even if you're international. Do the, do do the donation. We you know, and I'll ship it to you, even though it's going to cost an arm and a leg. I will take care of that for you. So, I'm gonna
0: spread B and G around the world, baby. Thanks, Kara. we do.
1: That's what we do. That's what we do, but we, do. We're in there. we also well, watch
0: hockey games, hockey,
1: hockey. Yeah, I know. That's what we're trying. And I think that's why you took your speed pill to uh, try to get this freaking episode done uh, in a timely fashion so we can sit down and enjoy the, enjoy the game. But um, I just wanted to say happy new year to all our listeners and viewers. You guys have made it uh, 2021, an unbelievable year for us. Um, tons of downloads. We're still getting 1500 downloads a week. So you guys are amazing and, and the people that are listening to the backlog catching up, it's just, you, you know, you're making it happen. So uh, Heather, thank you very much for another successful year of 2021 um, and look forward pleasure. to working with you in 2022 as we continue this uh, B&G freight train. And um, I'm looking forward to doing more interviews and more podcasts, more writing and more coverage. So it's going to be the same old mark and, and you know, always busy, but it means a lot that we're getting, um, you know, people like Ange and, and sharing this stuff. Shout out Ange. He's uh, he's a great listener up in Montreal. He's in Canadian. He, yeah, he's in Canadian's uh, country, but he's a diehard Boston Bruins fan representing the black and gold up there. So, um, you know, it's people like him that that really, you know, move the uh, the needle forward for us. And, uh, you know, if nobody liked us, nobody paid attention to us, we wouldn't be doing this. But we... we do have a fan base that enjoys uh our hockey banter and and the many shows on our network's banter and and you know shout out to everybody in that too for an an unbelievable year with all the podcasts all the writers i mean we have like black and gold company has 40 people plus in 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 this freight train so uh we thank everybody for the tremendous support you know we keep doing it we love it and uh we love you guys so uh, everybody be safe in 2022. Happy New Year to everybody. Thanks again for the Patreons and you know, everybody.
0: But, um, uh, let's go watch some Boston Bruins hockey. talkie, Heather. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. So, we say, Merci beaucoup, oh, Jesus. On me. All right. She needs Let's to get go watch the, sugar. the Bruins. Go breathe. Uh, <laughs> I was just saying thank you, my friends, because you had brought up,
1: You didn't have to do it all my weird.
0: Then my brain was and going you, down the rabbit hole. What can I say you, off the top of my head? And you French say school? I'm
1: weird. Jesus.
0: <laughs> Look, I know I'm weird. I'm yeah, not weird. I'm self-actualized. I like being weird. It makes me interesting. So okay. hey, peace out, my friends. All Until- right.
1: Mark Allred here, host. That's Heather Ingerson right there. Have a great week. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. Remember, We have a potential big guest coming on, so I'm teasing that up a little bit. Get an eye on your
0: downloads. Yes,
1: yes. (laughs) um, Pay attention to everything. We'll have everything out. But anyway, take care. We'll talk soon. Peace out.
0: Thanks again for listening to and supporting Black and Gold Hockey Podcast.